Welcome to Supply Chain Now, the voice of global supply chain. Supply Chain Now focuses on the best in the business for our worldwide audience, the people, the technologies, the best practices, and today's critical issues, the challenges and opportunities. Stay tuned to hear from those making global business happen right here on Supply Chain Now. Hey, good morning, everybody. Scott Luton here with you on Supply Chain Now. Welcome to today's show. On today's episode, we're going to be diving into a conversation with a critical member of the global supply chain workforce, a professional truck driver. Stay tuned for what promises to be an informative and intriguing discussion. So with that said, I want to dive right in. I want to welcome in our featured guest here today, Paul McKinley with Southeastern Freight Lines, a privately owned industry leader in the regional less than truckload transportation services space. Now we interviewed Paul's colleague, Joey Thiessen, a week or so ago. So you may have caught that episode as well. Paul, good morning. How you doing? Good morning. Doing great. How you doing? Doing fantastic. I appreciate you, you taking some time out with us here today. I know how I can only imagine uh, how busy you stay and I really look forward to our chat here today. I'm good, looking forward to it. So I want to ask you before we dive in to learn a little, little bit more about the Paul McKinley story, as it were, maybe. So Joey Thiessen, who I know that you don't know personally, but he's a colleague in the Atlanta area. He talked about how when he drives, he loves the kids that do the air horn and he wants to start a campaign. Hashtag bring back the air horn. Is that something you enjoy seeing from kids, too? Oh, yeah. I love it. You know, we, you know, my, my truck is an older type truck. It still has an air horn in it. So I'm able <laughs> Most of them have, you know, is right on the horn. So it, you know, it's not like you know, pull it down like you normally do. I love it. I love it. Those are special little interactions. I remember doing that as a kid, and yeah. uh, you, you always get a kick out of whenever the the driver would would uh, oblige you. So I love that. Well, uh, so Joe, if you're listening, uh, me and Paul were all about uh, hashtag Bring Back the Air Horn. All right, so Paul. I want to get to know you a little better first before we get into your profession and all of your experience, man, a wealth of experience. So tell us what part of the country did you grow up in? I grew up in a little small town in Alabama, Frisco City, Alabama. It's a little big town in between Mobile and Montgomery, about 1,500 people, graduated with 30 people in my class, uh, wow. grew up in the, from the first grade to the 12th grade. Nobody moved in, nobody moved out, same people, <laughs> our family. <laughs> Man, that is that that is really uh, unique. So, growing up in Frisco City, a small town, let's talk food for a second. What's one food dish that you grew up with that was just inseparable from your childhood? Butter beans. Really? Okay. We grew all our all our food, so everything we ate was mostly out of the garden. Okay, man, you're making me hungry. Uh, we just, of course, with with Easter weekend just a couple of days ago. Uh, we had a feast, which we included. We didn't have butter beans this year, but we had Italian green beans, the flat green beans. Yeah, I, I can eat them. Oh, I love them too. I can eat them by the bowl for sure. Yeah. All right. One more quick question. So Frisco City, Alabama. Of course, Alabama is known for a, a, a wide variety of food, including barbecue. So when I say the word barbecue to you, Paul, paint that. What does that plate look like? For us, we really didn't barbecue a lot. Uh, we was mostly fried. Okay. All right. <laughs> fried chicken. That's mostly what we ate. So barbecue, we mostly was just hamburgers. Okay. All right. Yeah. 
Well, hey, I'm good with fried chicken with, with extra spicy. Actually, fried anything. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna be fair. So all of that sounds delicious to me. All right, so let's shift gears a bit uh, with Paul McKinley here, the pride of Frisco City, Alabama. Uh, let's talk about what initially attracted you to the the logistics and transportation industry. I think it's important for our listeners to understand. Paul, pre-show, I think you shared that you have been with Southeastern Freight for 35 years. Is that right? Years, right? Yeah, man. So way back when, what 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 initially attracted you to the the industry? Well, actually, um, I was still in the military. I was in the Navy, and uh, I just was trying to find a job and. Uh, the, there was a guy in my shop. Uh, he was a, a civilian. His wife worked at Southeastern, uh, Jan Benson. And um, he said, well, you know, go up there and and uh, they're hiring on the dock. So I applied at, at Southeastern here in Jacksonville and uh, just kind of fit in. You know, it's, it seemed like something I enjoyed doing was moving, you know, moving freight, driving forklift. So that really what what's got me in. I never thought I would be driving a truck and really drove, you know, worked the dock for seven years before I even even thought about driving a truck. I didn't know how to drive a truck. (laughs) You know, in the yard and, you know, hustling in the yard. And finally, I just decided to take the leap and take it back then. All you needed was a chauffeur license. So went and passed my test and put on the road and they gave me a stack of bills and Told me not to hit anything. So, <laughs> so I, mean, sense. I love that. Let me back up for a second. So talk about, you know, uh, the dock work, you know, seven years before you started driving the truck. That sound, that's a bunch of hard work, it sounds like to me. Yeah, it was, you know, very physical. Back then, all it was was it wasn't hardly any, you know, pallet freight. It was mostly loose freight, you know, a lot of. Uh, floats we called them you know you load everything on the float and pushed it down the dock and loaded onto another trailer man and, seven yeah, years seven years yeah earned it and then so you were in the navy prior to starting even that work with southeastern freight what did you do uh, in the navy paul it was uh, aviation ordinance uh loading bombs and so once you get out of the Navy, there's not a lot of jobs out there loading bombs. So that's part of the job. <laughs> yeah, that's not a big profession in the private yeah. sector, is it? Yeah, but it was aviation loading on bombs and missiles on, on jets. Wow. That is fascinating. On carriers, I would imagine. Is that right? Well, supposedly, but I was on shore duty the whole time. So Really? Yeah. I was on the carrier for one time for two weeks, another time for a week, and that was it. Okay. So All I right. got lucky. <laughs> That's good. Luck is a good thing. All right. So from the Navy loading bombs and missiles to uh, the dock there in Jacksonville, where you are now and have been for a long time, for about seven years. And then you mentioned back then, as you raised your hand and volunteered to start driving, the it sounded like, if I heard you correctly, the barrier to get to start driving a truck was a little bit lower than what it is now. You said a chauffeur license. Is that what you called it, Paul? A chauffeur license. Yeah, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a CDL back then. It was just a chauffeur license. Okay. That's so really all you needed, you know. Mm. And then you kind of got grandfathered into the the CDL. Gotcha. Gotcha. But now it's totally different. Yes. Well, yes, it is. Six or eight weeks now, I think. Even wow. though you have a license, I mean, even though you knew how to drive, I didn't. Even, I didn't know how to drive. Really. 
Well, yeah. so when you say you didn't know how to drive, is that is just your first time with a um, a commercial truck and a trailer? Yes. And you, so you kind of had to learn from scratch that way? Right. Yeah. So what was the, so learning to drive, what was, uh, what was the toughest part for Backing you? Up. Backing up. <laughs> that was, that's the toughest. Going forward is fine. But when I got backing up was probably the hardest thing to learn for me. Yeah. It was. You know, it, it, it's amazing now as you look at these new pickup trucks that are of course built to tow things and they've got the, the, the cameras and even the, the little owned dashboard electronic steering wheels to help folks back up. I think humans in general maybe weren't made to back up trucks and trailers. It's very difficult and challenging, right? It is. It was back then. Now it's, it's a lot easier. Is it? <laughs> yeah, it was, and it's, it's fun. It's challenging, you know, because some of the spots we have to put these trailers in are yep. difficult. But if you run the, the same route every day as I do, you know, you get used to it. I mean, you you know what's going to be tough, and but it always changes. You know, there's always things that wasn't there the day before, and you, <laughs> you just got to keep your eyes open and be aware of everything around you. Mm. So we were talking pre-show as an LTL driver. You know, you've got, I think you said, about 70 miles a day, kind of local to the Jacksonville area. Uh, is that right? Yes. From a lot of the same stops? Yeah, because I run the, the same area every day. Okay. So almost, what, almost every day is the same. Almost every day is the same. Well, so let's talk about that a little bit more, uh, that typical day. What does that typical day look like? Just paint us a picture. When, when does it start? Uh, where do you go? What part of Jacksonville? What do those activities look like? And then when do you make it back home? Well, I, I start out at 6 o'clock in the morning. I'll take a, a load over to uh, one of the logistics companies here in Jacksonville. And it, um, it's all going to one place. So I'll, I'll deliver there. It takes like an hour there. Uh, when that trailer's empty, then we, got, we probably have 35 areas of town that we drop empties at. So I drop the empty off. They'll load it during the day. I drop it off and I'll come back and get my route. Then I'll go probably 30 miles, 20 miles from here, and I'll start my route. I'll I'll make deliveries probably from nine to 15 deliveries. And then once I, I, I stop delivering and I get empty, I'll start picking up. And then I'll start picking up all day and get it all in the trailer high and tight and secure. And then I'll bring it on back. And then usually once I back it up to the dock, then I'll start, uh, I'll go out again and start picking up the trailers we dropped out that morning with loads and bring it in. And that's about it. By that time, it's about 6.30 in, that, in the evening. Man, day in and day out, the, day the backbone yeah. of global <laughs> supply chain, what you and your fellow professional drivers do. Tell us about that sense, I mean, 35 years in, it might just be, you know, what you do now. You, you may it kind of be, it might be even be sub, subconscious, I think is the word I'm looking for. But that sense of accomplishment, you know, when you work that 12, 12 and a half hour day and you're that critical cog and getting things moved where they got to go, I mean, is that, is that pretty gratifying? Well, it is. Yeah, it is gratifying. It's, um, like I said, it's challenging. And I, and I like it mostly, I like to do a lot. I, I like to see how much freight. I can get on a trailer. <laughs> That's what I do. It's like Tetris. 
<laughs> you don't lose an inch of space. Everything, it has its place. So you try to get as much freight on that trailer as possible. And you try to make all the pickups assigned to you. So I don't like pick, missing up, missing any pickups. Man, I love so that. It, it's challenging. So if you had to, so the, the whole, every day is I'm sure challenging. So it's, it's, it might have some, some of the same challenges. And then from day to day, it might have each day may have its unique challenge. What's one, if you had to pick one challenging aspect of what you do, what would that be? Well, I guess it would be to try to get, you know, like I said, all, all my pickups, you know, get it all fitted on the trailer. I'll get it because the stuff that we pick up is all different. It's right. all different sizes. Is you know big, bulky, small, just awkward, and uh, trying to get it fitted in there so all the rest so you can get everything. But you know your your customers. You know what type of freight they're going to be shipping out. So sometimes it's surprising, but most of the time it's you know it, it's the same. Yes, it's a cha- it's a. Um the most challenging jigsaw puzzle in, in history, maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah. So, and, and I love how you described it, that game of Tetris. I think anyone listening can probably know exactly what you're talking about there. So speaking of that, let's talk about, I know you stay local and in, in what you did day in and day out for Southeastern Freight, but pre-show, we were talking about some of your travels uh, when you were in the U.S. Navy. What is your, whether it's during that time or, or maybe another period of your life, what's What's one of your favorite places to drive through across the country? You know, I really don't travel a lot, but actually Alabama is a, a, is a beautiful place. And I really didn't know it at the time when I lived there. Yep. But when you go back now, it's, I guess because you lived there so long, you really didn't recognize how beautiful it was, but to be able to, to drive through the winding roads and the, the hills is, is really, it's really nice. I agree. And now when you're driving without a trailer and your personal conveyance, do you, you've been driving so long. Do you forget sometimes that you don't have a trailer behind you and you can, you know, you can, uh, you know, you can enjoy the drive a little bit more. No, no, you don't. You, it's, <laughs> it's, you know, you know, it's, it's totally different. I mean, yeah. you, you know that you're in your personal car and you got to drive totally different than when you're driving that semi. <laughs> so my dad, Paul, my dad was a, had a CDL. He didn't drive trucks. He drove our church buses, right? MCIs, uh, that kind of stuff. And it's fascinating. So many folks don't realize what all goes into, you know, maintaining a truck and, and of course, driving the highways and keeping your head on a swivel. Um, I can, I, you know, that level of detail probably isn't, most humans probably aren't built for that. So, so tell us about when you're driving, you know, through the highways and byways of Jacksonville, just how careful you've got to be, not because of your own vehicle, but all the, all the vehicles around you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's getting really bad now. It's just so much aggression out on the, on the roads now. I mean, there, there's some crazy people out there. Uh, <laughs> Really, really got to watch, you know, what you do. Yeah, uh, used to, you know, you, you got to watch when, just like he's talking about, you know, uh, about the whole air horn. You got to right. watch the air horn because people get mad with their air horns. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you, you're blowing it at a kid, you know, going like this, right. and they're blowing it at them. And <laughs> man, I'll tell you what, all the things we got to take into consideration as we're uh, driving down the road. All right. Well, before I want to, uh, I'm going to ask you in a minute what you wish more folks knew about the truck driving profession. But before we do, as I learned pre-show, you know, you've been at Southeastern Freight for 35 years, but, and as special as that is, you also have the opportunity to work with your daughter, Heather, who also works as part of Southeastern Freight. Do y'all ever, you know, talk shop on the weekends or when you're grabbing a bite to eat and it during the evenings or something? Yeah. Yeah. We do a lot. Yeah. Sure. How, how special is that? It's, it's very special. I talk, I think I, I talk about more than, than, than she does, but, um, <laughs> but it's, it's good. Yep. Now she's got a different role with the company. Is that right? Uh, yes. She's, she's the, uh, the office manager. Okay. All right. Yeah, she was, she was, a, she, she, um, she started here while she was going to college. So she worked part-time here and then, um, she was a teacher. And she she taught for like a year and a half and decided it wasn't for her. So she just came back to Southeastern. Love that. Okay. So a couple of things about the, the culture at Southeastern Freight. Uh, and this is the second uh, conversation I've had. It, look, clearly, they, they like to hire veterans. I love that. And then they clearly, with what you just shared there, they create opportunities for some of their part-timers to, to come on full-time and enjoy quite a career. Clearly, a, uh, a culture that has enticed you to stay there 35 years. Man, that is a that is quite an accomplishment, especially given the the stresses that just goes along with getting stuff moved where it's got to go. You know, as part of global supply chain. All right, so Paul, let's talk about a couple things, and I think you've already shared a couple things that maybe hopefully folks have at a eureka moment uh, about the truck driving profession. But what's a couple other things that you wish more folks knew? about the uh, professional truck driving profession? Uh, they just they just need to learn, you know, that this, this truck's not going to stop on a dime. You know, you, they, you know, they go and they cut you off. They, they don't realize that, you know, I'm pulling, you know, 30,000 pounds behind me. I'm not going to be able to, to stop, you know. And, you know, they need to realize how much room it takes to turn and, and our customers learn, you know, realize that you just can't get in some places, you know, they, under, they can't understand why I can't get back to where they want me to put this thing. <laughs> so when, you get, you know, when you tell them I'm in a semi and then they come out and say, well, I didn't know you was going to drive that big a truck. <laughs> you know, I hope it was a semi. It's not like a UPS truck. Right. Know? It's not like a, a a little darter van or something. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I got to have room, right, Paul? Right. Yeah. What? Anything else uh, to any of our listeners that might be, you know, in high school, college, or might might be starting out their career? They're still trying to, you know, piece together upstream and downstream. You know, what makes up uh, supply chain? You know, anything. You know, my view, just my view, is that our drivers, our professional drivers community do not get the recognition that they deserve. I mean, they keep us moving they keep us rolling. They keep, even during the pandemic and other similar challenges, you know, they, they protect our psyche because they keep the shelves stuff on the shelves. And they, they keep things, keep things moving. Do you share that? Do you wish that drivers in general would, would get more visibility and get more recognition out there? Oh yeah. Yeah. People just don't realize, you know, the, the amount of work we do. It's not, 
it's not like a regular job. It's not like a nine to five job. You, you know, usually we don't know. I know what time I'm going to come in, but a lot of times you don't know what time to come in. You definitely don't know what time you're going to get off. Uh, it's just, it's a lot to it. Yeah. Agreed. Well, really on behalf of our supply chain now team, appreciate what you do day in and day out. Uh, you know, again, I think I shared with you pre-show uh, 35 years. I can't imagine what you've seen out across the roads. I hope you can write, sit down and write a book at some point. Uh, I bet a lot of folks, I know I would be fascinated with some of the things that um, that you've seen over the course of your career. Yeah, you see some crazy stuff out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let uh, Paul really, you know, an hour or 30 minutes doesn't do justice for you know everything you've done in your career, but I appreciate your time here today. I want to let you get back to what you've got to do. Um, how can folks that want to learn more uh, about you or about Southeastern Freight Lines, where would you direct people to go? Well, you can go to our website. It's uh, sefl.com. And, um, and it, it tells you all about Southeastern on there. If you want to apply for a job on there, it's, it, it, it's very informative. Wonderful. It's just that easy. Well, Paul McKinley, really enjoyed meeting you here today, uh, learning a little bit more about what you've been up to over the course of your career. Thank you so much for what you do and for spending some time with us here today. Well, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. You bet. All right. Uh, listeners, hopefully you enjoyed this conversation as much as I have. If you missed the first conversation with Paul's colleague, Joey Thiessen. Make sure you check that out, but hopefully you enjoyed Paul's perspective. I know I did here today. Whatever you do though, I challenge you, Scott Luton, on behalf of the Supply Chain Now team, hey, do good, give forward, be the change that's needed. And with that said, we'll see you next time right back here at Supply Chain Now. Thanks everybody. Thanks for being a part of our Supply Chain Now community. Check out all of our programming at supplychainnow.com and make sure you subscribe to Supply Chain Now anywhere you listen to podcasts and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. See you next time on Supply Chain Now. Supply Chain Now.